Regina and Christine, where we share our stories as women openly and honestly. We believe it's the right journeys, our happy and sad times that connect us as sisters, because we're all perfectly imperfect. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. I'm Regina. And I'm Christine. Sorry, were you expecting me to say something else? You seem kind of yeah, shocked that I said my name was I, I was expecting you to ask me how I'm doing. <laughs> oh, you're just staring at me. <laughs> yes. All right. All right. Since it's all about me this week, um, how was your week? <laughs> I had the best Sunday night. I got to see Ali Wong live. Oh my God. I love her. I love her too. It was honestly the funniest show I've been mm-hmm. to. And it was so relatable because she's this California girl. She's Asian American. And she was, you know, making jokes about Ding Tai Fung. So my friends and I were crying in the background. And uh, it was just so inspirational to see an Asian American comic i'm pretty sure she's like the first one she's a writer on fresh off the boat for all you guys who haven't heard of ali or are interested in her stand-up she has a show on netflix which i believe is still out because i just rewatched it not too long ago i've watched it like three times now (laughs) i know i know you did that's why last time you're talking about i was like oh yeah i want to watch it again and she's yeah she's just so good i love how she doesn't hold back and that she's so crass yeah it shows a different side to asian women yeah and she's making she's really making a name for herself and really showing exactly what you said what what asian american women can be yeah i think that we're always pigeonholed to be geishas to be you know nerds and teachers and stuff you know people look at you and they're like oh you're a geisha yeah (laughs) even today i get that all the time (laughs) oh my god it's a geisha um yeah no i totally know what you mean and i like how she doesn't apologize for it and if anything she's definitely not what you expect but in such a charming way just charming yeah it really is so from one bold asian woman to another let's jump right into it so what are we talking about today In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about confronting and apologizing. We chose this topic writing off of episode 10, titled Friendship Status, It's Complicated. We talk about the struggles and difficulties of what it takes to maintain a friendship. And shortly afterwards, we started receiving a lot of emails from you guys saying, I've had a best friend of five years. She's doing things that really bother me and affect me. And so how do I confront her about these things? And Christine and I thought that that was such a good topic because in order to build a friendship, you have to be really honest with each other. And with honesty comes confronting and apologizing. Although I think that these words, especially the word confronting, has a really bad connotation to it because it sounds really aggressive. And Mm -hmm. so we kind of wanted to just dive into, you know, what it means to us to be able to confront someone and to learn to apologize if we are the ones who are being confronted. Right. And that goes for any type of relationship in your life, whether it be a best friend or a friend, a coworker, in a relationship or in your family. I think confronting the issue and what's bothering you as well as apologizing or receiving an apology is always a difficult thing to do. And I think that's something that's not talked about enough. I was just brought up to sweep things underneath the rug and, you know, you just kind of get over it. And if you don't get over it, then 
there's something wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But this episode really is focusing more on how do you make amends versus just mechanically apologizing and not fully mean it. How do you feel right about it within yourself and to someone else in your life that you really care for? Mm -hmm. And overall, approaching it with a sensitivity. Because as I said, the word confront has a very aggressive meaning behind it. And Mm -hmm. I think that confrontations shouldn't always be that way in this instance confronting is just more of the opposite of being in denial about it or Mm -hmm. brushing it aside that's the context that we're using confronting so regina is there a personal story of yours that was difficult for you to either apologize or receive an apology yeah so i've talked about my work a lot in the past episode i'm talking about finding my place learning to speak up And one instance in which I recall more recently in which I had to confront someone was actually my male coworker who I'm very, very close with. And because he's been in this company and in this industry a lot longer than I have, he taught me a lot along the way. But because he's been at the company longer and because there's a lot of overlap between our two jobs, I noticed that after a while, even though there were questions that were probably supposed to be directed at me, people were seeking him. And so I started to feel like I wasn't being taken as seriously or my opinions weren't being heard. That was frustrating for me because at first I think I let a lot of it slide because I've always felt like, oh, he knows this industry better. You know, he he's been in it longer, etc. And then after a while, I was like, wait, no, we always have these back and forth conversations where they're like good idea brainstorming sessions and we come up to this really good conclusion. And sometimes a lot of the ideas were mine. But when we present it to our higher ups or executives, he has the tendency to just present the information. And I don't think that he was doing it intentionally. But after a while, I started to realize that I couldn't really take ownership of some of the work that I was doing. Following the protocol, I spoke with my manager about it. But because he was such a good friend of mine and my coworker, I sat him down in a conference room. And I knew that I had to be really sensitive about this topic. I didn't want to confront him and be like, you're taking all the credit for my work, blah, blah, blah. Because I knew that that wasn't his intention. But I did need to approach it in a way where I knew that he would understand that this was something that was bothering me. And so I kind of had to sit him down and be like, hey, I think we work really well together, but I feel like you sometimes have the tendency to not necessarily take credit for, but report some of the ideas that we've brainstormed. After we had this very mature conversation where I told him things that were bothering me, he actually was very respectful and he absorbed the information very well. I think that he was really listening to what I had to say, which I think after I had that conversation with him, I just felt a sense of relief because I felt like I was getting my point across. I had thought about this for a really long time, so I had time to process things and really be able to form my words carefully in a way that got my point across without offending him. I think at the end of the day, I'm really, really glad that I confronted him. And in the meeting, he did apologize in the sense that he was like, wow, I really didn't intend on coming off that way. I wasn't trying to step on your toes, but I could tell he needed that time to process what I was giving to him. Because I think that if I were him, I would be shocked too. I would also feel like, oh, wow, this kind of came out of nowhere. What was your biggest fear of if and when you confronted him? My biggest fear was probably that because he had more experience in the industry, I was afraid that 
he would throw that in my face in the sense that like, well, I've been here longer. I should take this or that he would think that I'm tattletailing to our manager. It is a very nerve wracking thing to do. I was probably thinking of the worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think that's a very common feeling before anyone apologizes or confronts someone about an issue is that this person will flip out or gonna have a really adverse reaction to it and you might lose I guess the friendship or whatever type of relationship you guys have and do more damage when all the while you're looking for a resolution so I completely understand that fear in your head before you're about to do it for you it was looking at the bigger picture because like if you never said anything then it would just been ongoing and you probably would have grown more and more bitter and resentful and that probably ultimately is more damaging to your overall relationship with him than just like hey can we talk about this but like you said in a very thoughtful considerate manner and I think it's really important to also in this situation because I was the one doing the confronting to be able to give him time to think about it too after Mm -hmm. we had that conversation we kind of went back to our desks and worked and then I remember later on that afternoon he pulled me aside again and was like hey you know I really thought about what you had to say and gave a more genuine response rather than that robotic thing which I really appreciated You know, when you take the time to confront someone, you've been thinking about this for days, maybe weeks. So you've formulated and crafted all these responses in your head to what they could potentially throw back at you. And I think that it's only fair for you to allow them to have that time too. I think when you're about to go through the process of talking to someone about how you feel and either going to apologize or you in your heart hope that they would give you an apology, you really you have to prepare yourself to be in that mental state where you're not expecting something. Like the whole point of confronting and apologizing, at least from my point of view, is that you're trying to reach a resolution for yourself and you're trying to find a peace within a very conflicting situation and if you go into that whole process with a very aggravated state of okay once I say this they better apologize you know or you feel like I just spill out my guts and you're just staring at me I've also had this too where we have this long discussion and that person just gives me a very robotic apology it just seems so disgenuine that I'm like I myself don't want to do that to other people either when if someone else is talking to me about their feelings and I'm just like okay I'm sorry I'm sorry. I always hate the apologies where you're like, I'm sorry if you felt hurt by it. I just, I was like, <laughs> even the wording of that, right? I'm always like, if the person is telling you that they're hurt and you're like, oh, I only apologize if. Yeah. You're like, oh, I guess. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's on you, but I guess I'll apologize for that. If you're going to apologize, I really feel like it needs to come from a really true, genuine place or else what is the point? I mean, if you want to just go on with both of your lives on a superficial level of just like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah, whatever is, you know, then hey, all right, you you guys do (laughs) what you guys need to do to move on. But then I, I think for people that really want to resolve something with someone in their lives that they really care about and not want it to be a reoccurring conflict then it's really important to take a moment for yourself to understand what do you hope this will solve for you 
for them? And what do you hope that you can change from it? Because that takes you taking responsibility for whatever part happened. Even if the other person did something to hurt you, go through the process of what can you take ownership for? I feel like it shows respect for the other person. I think it takes equally as much strength to take ownership of hurting someone else's feelings as it does to gather the strength to confront someone. And I think that that gets overlooked a lot. It does. I think this whole process takes a lot of strength, (laughs) internal strength. Yeah. So Christine, do you feel like you've ever had to take ownership of a situation and you had to be the bigger person and apologize first? Yes. So many times. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm learning that more and more as an adult. And a lot of times life has in many ways taught me again and again how to be humble. And every time I think that I'm being humble, they're like, ah, just kidding. You can be more <laughs> humble. You know, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> I mentioned before in a previous episode that me and my dad kind of had a falling out two and a half years ago. And me and my dad, uh, we have a really interesting relationship where it's super tumultuous because we both are super stubborn in both our ways. So it usually doesn't lead to any type of apology. So when we fight, it can drag on for a really long time because neither of us wants to be the bigger person in it because we always like blame the other person for either he's like, oh, you're so disrespectful to me as your dad. And I'm like, oh my God, you're so mean. And so you you just kind of hit a wall with each other. Yeah, so two and a half years ago, I just we just stopped talking to each other. And I couldn't find the place where I could be true to myself and my values and morals as well as be a good daughter to him in his definition it it just stays stagnant like there were no moves being made and then I also mentioned that my dad's cancer came back very recently and that just set me reeling I didn't I really didn't know what to do I remember talking to Regina about this too because I was like I don't think I'm strong enough to be at that place to be the bigger person Because I knew with my dad, in order to get back in his good graces, that I would have to, quote-unquote, beg for forgiveness. And I didn't think that I was going to be true to myself to do that because I did feel like I wanted him to take responsibility for his actions and his words from two years ago. And I didn't think that I would get that. In that moment before the confronting and apologizing phase, I realize now that I'm older that I tend to go to the space quicker of what's most important from this relationship. What is it that I want to live the rest of my life remembering about this relationship? And that makes it easier (laughs) now that I've been through a couple of these experiences to just hone in on that. And what spoke to me was that if I never talked to my dad after this, which is what our paths seem to be heading towards, right? What I would miss the most would be the little moments that I share with him. I realize that more and more every day, it's being able to just sit at home and listen to music and for me crafting or I get to play with my dog. Those are things that we all take for granted on a day-to-day basis. And those are the very things that if they were taken away from us, let's just say we go to war. Let's say Trump's agenda happens and we go to war, bombs are dropping down on us. And I guarantee that the very things that we're going to miss are those very mundane things, being able to get into your car and drive to the grocery store. And if you're like, hey, I'm feeling ice cream, you can buy ice cream. We don't give those things any type of credit nowadays. As I'm getting older, that's what I realize more and more just in my daily life with people that I care about a lot. From that point, I was able to get to the part of reconciling, even thinking about reconciling. Because I knew if I were to do that, then it's going to take a lot from me. 
And I didn't know if I was going to confront him about it, if I was going to go straight into apologizing. And like I said, in my family, we don't really bring up bad times <laughs> once they've happened because you just, you don't want to go there again. So what ended up happening was that I ended up writing him like this really, really long letter. And I cried. I cried for like two, three hours as I was writing it. And I just used that to channel my most inner feelings. And what I was writing really was the best balance of what was true to how I felt, but also in asking for forgiveness. And I did really feel like I needed to apologize for not being a good daughter and just telling him that I miss him as a dad, that no matter what he does or did in the past, I will always love and respect him. And that's something that it took me all this time to really realize that. I think if I did it right away, if we fought right away and I just like, hey, let me just apologize, I wouldn't have really processed those feelings. Mm -hmm. And by doing this, by writing out that letter and really finding my truth in it, I wasn't looking for anything from him. Like if he, which I thought he would, he would have just been like, no, I don't accept it. Goodbye. My dad can be pretty cold sometimes. I felt at peace with myself. And I think the biggest takeaway from this topic for me is that a lot of the confronting and apologizing is doing it for yourself. It's really going in to figure out how to find peace within yourself so that when you address it with the other person, that you're not coming at them with this like, Ugh, you owe me something because you don't need them to fit that piece of the puzzle for you. And a lot of times I find like the issue with confronting an issue with your friend is that you may not get that closure from them. They, you may never get that apology or them on their side accepting any type of responsibility. And then what? Then what are you going to do? Because you still have to live the rest of your life with that peace there. So that's what I realize now is just finding the resolution within yourself. And then the confronting is just letting that person know, like, this is where I'm at. This is what I realized so that we just don't pretend like it never happened. And I think that it's really telling to see how someone responds. Mm -hmm. If they come at it in a very understanding manner, they're like, okay, give me time to think about this. Let me see what I can do to make things right. I think that that's also your way of seeing which relationships are worth investing in. Part of what makes a lasting relationship is having this balance of confronting and apologizing. I've had best friendships where it's constantly one or the other of confronting and apologizing. Not saying that we're constantly confronting and apologizing, but it's like a back and forth where sometimes I need to confront them about something that they've done that's hurt me and vice versa. And like the willingness to accepting and giving this kind of feedback that's what builds the solid foundation in which you can build this relationship. Absolutely. And I mean, you're definitely going to meet some people in your lives that they don't care. Just <laughs> yeah. like, That's the bottom line. They just don't care. And if you say like, oh, hey, you, you did this thing that really hurt me. And they're like, yeah, we'll grow up. That's actually how some people are going to respond. And that's completely out of your control. That's really telling of the kind of personality that they have and the kind of person they are and how they think of you as a person in their life. Yeah, exactly. And a good thing to remember too is that when you're apologizing, I think you have to forgive yourself too. Like when you're accepting responsibility and you're apologizing for something, that's really a key component that I think is missed a lot of times. And it's even stuff like forgiving yourself for maybe thinking, oh, I was, why was I so stupid? 
why did I allow this person to hurt me? Those type of things. Even if it was the other person hurting you, there's a part, at least for me, there's a part of the guilt that I hold on to and just like, oh, I should have been smarter. You're not really blaming the other person, you're blaming yourself. And in the confronting and apologizing part, yeah, like I said before, it's confronting yourself through the situation and then also apologizing to yourself for the things that you internally have built up walls against. And the point of that is so you just leave it. Like you won't take it with you anymore because what I tend to do in the past was like I would blame myself where it's like, oh, why didn't you do this? Or why did you do this? I think for me, a big lesson is the forgiveness part. I personally am still working on the forgive and forget part. Is it forgive and forget or forgive but never forget? There's like two different things <laughs> in that, right? <laughs> I think it depends on the relationship. For me, if it's someone that I've known for a really long time and I feel like I know what their true intentions are, then I'm more easy to forgive and forget. Versus if I don't know that person very well and, and something really drastic comes up really early in the friendship, I feel like I'm a little more wary, not to necessarily say that I will never forget, but I'm just more aware of kind of the situation as a whole. Yeah, I think for me, it's been more of people that are really close to me have done things to really hurt me. And then I'm like, I can forgive, but can I forget? Can I truly forgive? But maybe I can forget. (laughs) Yeah, no. (laughs) It's all a ongoing lesson to be honest and if i reach a conclusion that works for me i'll be sure to share it with you guys here but (laughs) yeah i think the forgiving and forgetting part is a difficult part of the process but Mm -hmm. uh, if you can't get to that point and actually if you guys have gotten to a place where you're like yeah i've been through these things too and this is how i've learned to forgive myself or forgive others in that sense definitely share your story with us i know we always plug our email into this but when you guys share your stories it's not only just for you guys to tell us it's also a way that we can learn as well in just sharing different journeys and experiences Mm -hmm. because we are in no way experts. (laughs) We're still navigating our way through and we are also learning. Yeah. I think overall for me, what I've learned from this whole confronting and apologizing process is to be sensitive whether you're apologizing or confronting. I know that it helps me when I kind of rehearse it a few times to really get my point across. I know that in the past, there are times where I diminish my feelings by being too sensitive. But at the same time, you have to be careful in the way you present the information. I have definitely had conversations with my friends where some of us have had one too many drinks and all these feelings come up and it wasn't well rehearsed and it just kind of regurgitates and it becomes these long conversations where things are just thrown at one another because you, at that moment, maybe you really want your words to hurt that other person the same way that they hurt you. And it's not fair for them to be thrown a curveball like that. And to be confronted by someone about something so out of the blue and so aggressively, it's not fair for either sides. I think a lot of times, too, it's really listening to what the other Mm -hmm. person is saying. Especially if you guys have a relationship or a friendship. Even Mm -hmm. in those heated moments. And, you know, to be honest, as much as we like to say, yeah, rehearse it or take your time to process it. There are times that you just, it just comes out. Especially with the closer you guys are, sometimes you're just like, this is how I feel. I'm not going to hold back because we're so close. And in that instance, I feel you have to read in between the lines. 
And a lot of times we just hear what we want to hear versus what they're really saying. And if you know this person well enough, they may be saying like, oh, like you did this to hurt me. But when you know them, what they're really saying is that you hurt my feelings and I don't understand what happened. It's coming from a place that they really do love and respect you, but they've been so hurt that, yeah, the way they're expressing it may not be the best way, but it really does help a lot when you can just be like, okay, what are you really saying? I think in order to live your life fully and in your most true way possible, you need to learn to take responsibility for your actions if you hurt someone. Even if it's unintentional, part of growing up is learning to see the overall situation maturely and to see things from another person's perspective and understand that and work your way through it. This has been a bit of a somber episode, but I think that it was a really important conversation to have. And Christine, I know that we've talked about your relationship with your dad for a while. And I think that this kind of ties in the topics of our relationship with our parents and how that relates to apologizing and confronting. But you've been so strong through this whole process and so proud of you. I think that you writing out a letter, it's so fitting for your personality, (laughs) you know, but everybody apologizes and confronts in different ways. And some people are much better at doing it verbally and some people are much better at the written word. And I think that you need to respect yourself and do it in your own time, in your own way. I completely agree. But I will say now that me and my dad are back to our high highs. (laughs) (laughs) So we're still working on it in terms of we haven't actually talked about what happened. But, you know, day by day. That's been my motto for the past two and a half years. Day by day. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for sharing your story, Regina. Of course. And thank you guys for joining us for another episode of Perfectly Imperfect. If you want to keep up with our day-to-day lives, our social links will be in the description box below. And if you have any stories that you want to share with us, feel free to email us at theperfectlyimperfectpodcast at gmail.com. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.